So we are, we're now in week four of our series on Psalm 23, and we've talked um, a little bit about David. We've talked about how David has had a life uh, full of, of really high highs, lots of achievement, uh, lots of big moments, but he's also experienced a lot of tragic lows. Uh, his, his sin with Bathsheba, his, um, his uh, trying to be overthrown by his son for the crown, right? I know a lot of us have issues going on in lives, but I don't know if our sons have ever actually tried to kill us and take our, take our stuff, you know? Um, if that's you, we can do counseling. But, but David has experienced a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and he, and he writes Psalm 23 from his unique experience as a shepherd. He, he has this experience early in his life, and, and it's just really this calm, this sweet picture of God leading him uh, through some of these highs, through some of these lows. And so um, Psalm 23 is a psalm that, that a lot of us know. We kind of talked about this early on, that it's, it's a psalm that we uh, have heard a lot. If you were to start it, someone else could probably finish certain parts of it. And so because it's so well known, we can sometimes uh, forget some of the impact that it really has. Um, because we read so much uh, of the truth and the heart of God in Psalm 23. And so something that I read this past week, which I thought was a great idea, really brings out how powerful and how much truth and, and how much joy Psalm 23 brings us, is if you, you get that if you read it in the negative, right? And so when I, when I say read it in the negative, read it as if almost everything is the opposite, okay? And so for an exercise, um, I want to read Psalm 23 to you in the negative. Don't read it with me, okay? Because this is not something I want you to uh, bury down deep in your heart, okay? So here is Psalm 23, if it embraced the dark side of the force. Are you with me? Okay. The Lord is not my shepherd. I shall want everything, okay? He makes me stand up in brown pastures, he leads me away from still waters. He disturbs my soul. He leads me in paths of wickedness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear evil, for you are not with me. Your rod and your staff, they scare me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I decided not to change that one because that one already sounds bad enough, right? You anoint my head with dust, my cup dries out. Surely no goodness and no mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall not dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, that sounds awful, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, like imagine reading that as part of your daily meditations and encouragement each morning, right? Like that would not get you very far in life. It really has a, a dark feel and if you were to read that, you would think that the Lord is working against you. And what this does is it paints this very clear picture of, of the reality that we have an enemy, that there is a devil that is, that is uh, pretending to be a shepherd, that is doing these very things to lead to our downfall, to lead us into our demise. And so the good news is, is that that is not the case at all. Uh, the good news is that we do have a good shepherd, a one and true shepherd. So let's, let's read Psalm 23 together now in the affirmative. Would you read it with me? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a little better, isn't it? I feel better already. Okay, so the passage, the, the verse that we are focusing on uh, the most this morning is, is verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So if you are a, a note taker, um, here's what I suggest you do this morning. I suggest you write that verse in the middle of your paper, right? halfway down, because what we're going to do throughout this morning is just sort of uh, underline and draw arrows off different words and different phrases uh, from this verse, okay? So in, in the region of Palestine, where, where David was doing his shepherding work, uh, it was very common uh, for shepherds to lead their flocks during the spring and summer months, just take them on long trips. When the weather is nice, uh, take them different places up into the hills, but it wasn't until when the fall would begin to settle in and the fall season received its first snow, some of the mountains and some of the hills would receive some of its first snows that the shepherds would begin their push home, that the shepherds would begin taking their flocks out of the mountains, out of the hills, and down through the valleys where they would typically go home, uh, go to the ranch for the winter where they could uh, survive and, and be cared for the best. Uh, even when they weren't going home, even when they were going from hilltop to hilltop, from mountainside to mountainside, it was through the valleys that the shepherds had to lead them. And, and for sheep, this was a scary thing because they are moving from positions of, of high visibility Right where they could see very well, uh, they were moving down into these very shadowed valleys, places uh, where there were uh, steep ravines, where there were dry gulches, places where predators had caves along the sides of the ravines, uh, lots of dangers along the way. Even when the sun would rise and set, it would cast this shadow into the valley that made it very difficult for sheep to see. So for, for sheep, this valley... Uh, represented uh, uh, fear a little bit. There's, this, there's just this uncertainty. It created a sense of anxiety within them, uh, moving from places where, where life was good down into these really busy valleys where they don't know what's around the corner. But, but for a good shepherd, this is a place, the valley is a place where uh, the shepherd doesn't just know about the valley, but it's a place where he's already been. This is a place that he has seen. He scouts ahead. He knows what's in the valley. He knows what's around the corner. He knows uh, where the caves are, uh, where the animals tend to be. Uh, this is what a good shepherd looks like. And when, what David says in the psalm, he says, even though I walk, right? David says, I, I do not run. I do not jog through the valley of the shadow of death, but I walk. Okay? I, do not, I do not lie down. I do not die. I do not curl up into the fetal position going through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, but what David is doing is he is, is indicating that God, the good shepherd, is moving him. 
something that the Lord wants us to do as well as God moves us through it. It may not be as fast as we want to. Uh, there might be times where we want to curl up in the fetal position, uh, but God, God wants to move us through some of these valleys and some of these seasons. And so this is, this is a passage that is often read at funerals. If you've been to a funeral recently, um, it's likely that you have heard this passage because it, it brings comfort, right? Because you want to talk about death, here's this assurance that God's presence is, is with us uh, even in our death. God's presence is with us as we experience uh, the death of a loved one. Um, but what, are, what is he talking about when he talks about the shadow of death? What is the shadow of death? When we hear shadow, we tend to think of our own shadow, right? Uh, we think that if, we are, if we're skinny, I can see my shadow a little bit here. Um, if you're a skinny person, your shadow will probably resemble a little bit that you're skinny. If you're short or tall, your shadow can describe something about you, okay? And so if, if you could see my shadow, there would be some things about it that you can tell it was me. If it had just enormous biceps and it was just jacked out of its mind, you would say, it's Justin's shadow, right? Dead giveaway. Um, I, could be, I could walk along next to my, my three-year-old and you would be able to tell whose shadow is who, right? She would be about three feet off the ground, have a bow in her hair, uh, jump around everywhere she goes. There's some things that, that, re that reveal, that tell a little bit about a shadow. That's what a shadow does. And so a shadow of death isn't death, but it has a similar feel to it, okay? A, a shadow of death isn't death, but it, but it feels that way. It feels like there, there is the death of something, that there is the death, there is this loss of hope, there is this loss of joy. Um, it might represent something that's very uncertain. It may feel like uh, life will never get any better. It may feel like uh, you have been brought to ruin. It creates this moment in us where we ask, God, where are you? Where, where are you in this? I, I feel like this is something that I will never overcome. The shadow of death is just this, this picture of what it feels like, just the death of our soul. These are, these are disappointments. These are frustrations, discouragement, um, major setbacks that, that when we are in this valley, when we are in these dark places that sometimes feel like that we will never overcome, that they are complete and total disasters. But they don't have to be our end. They don't have to be our end. In many ways, valleys can be the places where God actually restores us. Uh, because what shepherds and sheep will find is as they take their flocks through these valleys, valleys are not just roads from high place to high place, but valleys are actually where you find uh, some of the coolest water, where you find some of the greenest grass, where you find uh, really true nourishment, where uh, God can actually restore you, where God can nourish you in so many ways. And so it's, it's in those valleys that God can make us more than we thought that we could ever be, right? That God uh, is, is loving us through it, that he helps us overcome, that he gives us victory. It's in these valleys that David declares that I will fear no evil because you are with me. That I will fear no evil because you are with me. And you are guaranteed okay, to walk through these valleys. And, so, and what, what David is trying to say in this portion of the psalm is that our hope in times of darkness is the presence of God, not the resolution of our circumstances. That with the presence of God, with Him with us, He will bring us joy. He will bring us 
comfort. And we're guaranteed to walk through these valleys at some point. And, and these valleys look very different for a lot of us. Uh, for, for, there might be seasons of uncertainty, seasons where uh, we are uncertain uh, r- with our, our marriage, uh, with someone's health, the stress of a job, financial strain, um, a rejection that maybe that you didn't see coming. David says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And how does the verse tell us that your rod and your staff, they will bring me comfort. So not only does God say that he will be with us, but his, he actually wants to bring us comfort. He wants to comfort us as we walk through that valley. And he uses the rod and the staff. So let's talk about the rod and the staff. The rod and the staff are two different things. The rod is designed as a defensive weapon. Uh, if a wolf, as you're going through these valleys, right, uh, whether that be a wolf or a coyote or whatever predator it, there might be, uh, the, the rod is designed for the defense of the shepherd and for the defense of the sheep, okay? And so it, it's sort of this defensive weapon, and modern shepherds would likely use a rifle or a sidearm of some kind, and, and this sort of begs the question, is God packing? The answer is yes, Okay. <laughs> So um, ABC, always be caring, okay? And, and so the rod, not only is it this defensive mechanism, but the rod also serves as a way to discipline the sheep if needed, okay? And, and just sort of, you know, hit them on the back of the head or on the back of the legs if they need to change directions. Because there's many times that sheep uh, will go places where they don't need to go, right? If there, is, if there is a snake's den just around the corner that the sheep doesn't see that the shepherd sees, if, if the sheep is about to eat from a poisonous bush, a shepherd could fling his rod in such a way uh, that if it, if it lands on the right of the sheep, the sheep will go to the left. The shepherd can fling his rod in such a way as to scare the sheep away from that thing, okay, from whatever thing is bringing it danger. And so in some ways, the, the rod of the Lord is, is a metaphor for the Word of God. Because what the Word of God, it does a lot of things, right? It, it teaches us truth. It teaches us how to stand against the evil of the day. It teaches us uh, how to speak against the sin in our lives whenever uh, temptation comes our way, whenever uh, the enemy tries to seek us out and, and destroy us in some way. Uh, we can speak the Word of God. We can, we can take the rod and, and defend ourselves from that. Um, but it also kind of often has this feel of, well, the Word of God says, do this, don't do this, do that, don't do that. It's sort of this rules, this set of rules. And, and God, is not, God is not giving us these rules to ruin our fun and to ruin our lives. But, but God is doing that so that He can give us an even greater life. Right? God is telling us, uh, don't drink from that water because it will make you sick. Don't, don't eat from that plant because it will, it will steal your joy. Don't go to that snake's den because it will bite you. Um, and if you do, that will take away your joy. That will take away, uh, it'll, it'll take away the, the happiness that you have. And it will cause you greater pain, cause you greater misery. And the Lord is trying to save us from those things. And so this is something that, that the Lord does uh, with the rod of the Lord, is that he actually fights for us while we are going through this valley, that he battles our enemies, that he defeats sin, and he defeats death. And, he, and it teaches us to speak truth sometimes. And so uh, when, and we also, when we read the Word of God, I'm sure many of you have experienced this as well, there are times that we read certain passages and we feel like the Lord is kind of beating us over the head a little bit. We think, ooh, dang, that's me. 
Like, I do that a lot. Like, I, I'm envious a lot. I'm jealous a lot. Uh, I, I covet things. I, I say things that I shouldn't, right? I get angry. And so the Lord has a way of, of not just uh, defending us with his word, uh, but correcting us as well, much like this rod does. And so that's, that's the rod. The rod and the staff, they comfort me. And so then there's the staff. If the rod represents the, the word of God, then the staff can represent the, the spirit of God, the heart of God. The staff is used, and you, you've seen it before probably in movies or manger scenes. You've seen the staff with the, with the hook on the end, like the shepherd's, the shepherd's crook. Um, the shepherd would use that to, to guide the sheep, to help them uh, if, if just sort of turn their bodies around if they need to, if they get stuck in the mud pull one of their legs out of the mud if they're going through a creek and the creek's kind of overcoming them, pushing them a little too much, uh, hook them around the neck, pull them through the creek, help them up through uh, ravines and steep cliffs. And so this is, this is the leading of the Holy Spirit, that God is using his staff uh, to guide you and me in the places that he wants us to go. And so the rod and staff work together. Okay, the rod and staff work together. We need both because if, if it was all rod and no staff, then our entire lives would be a set of rules. Do this, don't do that. But instead, not only does God want to teach us truth and, and tell us where not to go, but, but he wants to lead us into right places. He wants to lead us into a full and abundant life. He wants to walk us through uh, those dark valleys, those dark seasons, those, uh, the moments that we receive heartbreaking news and, and just these, these crushing things uh, that can come our way. Okay, his, his word and his spirit, his instruction and his leading, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so what this text is, is telling us is that with the rod, with the staff, Jesus will fight for us while navigating and directing us through the valleys of life. And so if, if you've come this morning and you are sitting in what feels like uh, the darkest valley of your life. Maybe it's not the darkest valley, but you'd say top 10, top five. Uh, maybe you have feel like you, you feel like you've been forgotten, you have forgotten, been forgotten by people, you have been forgotten by God. You, you feel like He has moved on to something else that is more pressing and more important. You feel like somehow you've done something to uh, invalidate the grace that he has for you, to invalidate the, the righteousness that he has already given to you, um, that God has, again, turned his attention to something else. Um, that, that is simply not true. What I want to do is, is encourage you with the word of God this morning, uh, that he is with you in the valley. As you, as you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with you. Um, that's the promise that we get. God will never waste any of your tears. He will never waste any of your pain. He, he will never waste any of your hurt. All other leaders, all other shepherds, when you go through this valley, will abandon you. Everything else that you, you turn to look to as you go through this valley will abandon you. If you uh, have, have looked to money and said, as long as I have this much in the bank, I can, I can rest on this. But what happens when you get in the valley of the shadow of death and you can't buy your way out, right? Or, or maybe it's control. You, you have just uh, have a way of, of playing puppet master and controlling everything. But when you get to the valley, the strings are cut and there's nothing else that you can do. Or, or you get into the valley and you think, all, all of my talents and my skill set and my way to just sort of talk myself 
uh, talk my way out of this situation. You get into the valley and it seems like, like nothing works. At one time or another, we will find ourselves in this valley and we have a choice. We have a choice of turning to other shepherds, other leaders, hoping that we can find our way out. Or we can turn to Jesus, the one who knows the way, the one who leads us there and who fights for us along the way. He will protect us. He will guide us, and he will get us through it. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you for, for the truths that we read in Psalm 23, that you are our shepherd, uh, that you lead us places, and that your, your word uh, your rod and your staff, that you fight for us, that you lead us through these seasons of life that are difficult. You lead us through, uh, through seasons of heartbreak. Uh, you lead us through these, these moments where it feels like death, and, and we don't know what to do, and we feel lost. You give us, you give us your word, and you give us your spirit uh, to, to guide us, and to lead us, and to, to be with us, and, and you send us people. Um, you, you surround us with love, Father, and so God, I pray for those of us in this room that, that are going through those valleys, Lord, that we, would, that we would take our eyes off of these other uh, so-called shepherds, so-called leaders, so-called solutions that we think that will fix the problem and, and that we could focus and center on you. God, help us do that. Uh, make us more than we ever thought that we would be as we go through this valley. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.